guys. Welcome to another episode of For You From Eve. It's been so long since I've had a guest on, but I'm here with Brianne. Brianne, do you want to do a little background on who you are, what you do, how we found each other, everything? Yeah. So hi, I'm Brianne. Um, I am 24 years old. I'm originally from Edmonton, Alberta, but I currently live in Pittsburgh. I'm doing my master of healthcare ethics and then hopefully go to med school after that. Um, I own a clothing brand that I started during the pandemic on a whim called Healthridge Collective. And then I'm also the host of my own podcast called Welcome to the Collective. And yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of it about me. That's, <laughs> I had no idea you were also going into medical. Mm-hmm. That's crazy because well, you like, look like just like this, like fashion influencer. And I have like a fashion brand on the side and you're like, yeah, but I'm also going to med school. Where did that, like, what was your college experience? Like, did you always know you wanted to take that path? Um, kind of. Yeah. So like I grew up in a family that's very medical. So I kind of have always been like exposed to that environment And then I actually went to school in Arizona. I went to U of Arizona and my undergrad was specifically for like pre-med students. Like Mm -hmm. it was under the College of Medicine. We were taught by med school teachers and it was like, you go in there, like you are bred to be a doctor. Um, But yeah, so I've kind of always wanted to do it. Medicine's like really cool to me and I really love it. So So where did fashion kind of come from? Was it kind of just like one of those things where you were like, I like putting pieces together myself. So I kind of want to create them. Did you take courses around fashion or did you kind of just create it in a side hustle form? Um, kind of in a side hustle, kind of on my own too. When I was younger, when I was like, probably like 16 to like 21 ish, Mm. um, I modeled in New York. So I was like really exposed to like the fashion industry. Um, And then, yeah, so starting HC during the pandemic, it was basically, I was like, what do I wear all the time? And I was like, sweats and a hoodie. So I was like, I can totally like make my own because I have so many of them and I know what I like and what I don't. But Mm -hmm. that's kind of how that one started. I was modeling in New York. Like, it's like you lived like seven different lives. I'm like med school, (laughs) fashion brand modeling. Yeah, Um, it was interesting. I mean, modeling's a very tough industry and it definitely like took a huge toll on my mental health and like the way I view myself and like my body and so it was like kind of a tough thing to go through especially like during your more formative years like when I was 16 and stuff and then also kids in my hometown like would make fun of me for modeling and so it was a very like tough field to navigate I guess because on one hand I was like I want to be this model I want to be like kind of gained some confidence I'm very tall so that was like a huge insecurity so when people were mean to me I'd always be like yeah but I'm a model yeah but then I would go to modeling and they'd be like you're too fat you're too skinny all this stuff so it was just a very hard thing at such a young age to try and like navigate my way through yeah so just like you just decided that wasn't your path how do you get into something like that did you like at first want it and you were like let me try to make ways or did you kind of get you know, scouted and then they kind of introduced it to you? Um, Kind of both, like in a weird way. So I also like competed in like Miss Teen Canada when I was younger oh, wow. and like that kind of thing. I know I've literally lived like seven. I know I'm lives. like, all right, I like else? can't pick what I want to do. So I'm like, I'll just try everything. Yeah. Um, But so I did that. And from there, I kind of got scouted um, 
to go and to model and that sort of thing. So it was kind of both. Like I put myself in a situation and I got scouted from it. But yeah, literally like, I think like two months ago, I was at a hair appointment here in Pittsburgh and I got scouted by like one of like the biggest agencies. And wow. it was like the most weird thing. Cause that's like what you hear about all the time. Like these girls get scouted, all this stuff. And it like actually happened to me. And I was like, this is so weird. Especially when I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm done with modeling. I'm over it. And then they're like, by the way, yeah, yeah. we would love to have you now. And I was like, okay, no, it's thank you. Late. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how was your college experience like? Because right now yeah, I know you're in master's still, so I'm sure you mm-hmm. still have some things to share. I'm going through midterms week. I'm a junior mm-hmm. in college. Did you did you like college? Were you kind of like, eh, I don't really know if this is for me? Cause like, I'm at a point where I'm like, college is a background on like what Mm -hmm. I else I want to accomplish yeah um so my college experience it was kind of weird because I did two years of university like at home in my hometown and I didn't like it I like didn't really have friends I was like very isolated so I then moved to Arizona went to U of Arizona for three years yeah for three years So going from like a Canadian school to an American school is very different. Like in Canada, we don't really have Greek life. Like it's very, very different. And then in America, like at U of Arizona, it's like Greek life is like the main focus. Mm -hmm. And so that was really cool. And that was really fun. But in terms of like actual school, I totally get what you're talking about. Like it's very, very hard. Um, There was many times where I was like, do I actually want to do this? Do I actually want to go through this? Especially in like a pre-med program, so much emphasis are on your grades and on your academics and all this stuff. So it's really easy to kind of like have all that pressure on you. So I've definitely gone through that. And I just had to like kind of remind myself why I was doing what I was doing. And now that I'm out of it, I'm like, that was so good for me. Like it just taught me a lot. Yeah. Did you ever do internships while you were in school and did they revolve around med or do they revolve around fashion? Um, I actually never even did internships when really? I was really, yeah, I think that's like an American thing versus a Canadian thing. Oh, like in maybe. Canada, you don't do that. And so I just never really thought like I had to do it. And then mm-hmm. it was like my senior year and all my friends were like, I have internships all summer and like all this stuff. And I'm like, what? No one told me that we were supposed to be doing this. So wow. I, I've never done one. That's insane. Cause yeah, like in American culture, I guess it's like a very mm-hmm. common thing to do summer internships. So that way you kind of can yeah. work your way up and like build your network. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's super interesting. Yeah. Honestly, now that you mention it, I watch like a few YouTubers that are from Canada and they don't mm-hmm. mention like any internships. They mention like, oh, I had a part-time job, but they're like, yeah. I never interned. That's so funny to hear. And that kind of sucks too because it's like they should teach about that because it's like if you live in Canada but you want to work in New York you can't go into Mm -hmm. New York without an internship past experience you know that's crazy but for med you have to do like clinical hours and like things Mm -hmm. like that anyways right yeah so like with my I'm like really lucky that the program I'm in right now so with my master's um they require a clinical component so every day I like go into the hospital and I do rounds and stuff Mm -hmm. so I'm like in the ICU every day and so those will count towards like my application for med school um but yeah you have to do like hours and like research volunteer like all the basic yeah where in med school do you want like where do you want to end up in the medical field do you want to be like a surgeon do you want to be a nurse 
Um, so I'm like pushing really high right now. Um, and I'm going to say like a surgeon, mm. but when I actually Don't doubt yourself, machine, you're already doing like seven things at once. I'm <laughs> sure you can handle it. We'll see. But yeah, as I drink like seven cups of coffee every day, my hands are like shaking. What kind of surgeon just like for like someone broke an arm and you want to fix it? Um, I was thinking cardiothoracic. So like the heart, like, oh, wow. That kind of area. But I mean, we'll see. How many years would it take to like get there? A lot. Yeah. I've been in school for like a long time. I said to my boyfriend, I was like, just so you know, like you're supporting us to like 90. I'm like, (laughs) just so you know. (laughs) But you know, you have your fashion brand too. So it's like, Mm -hmm. you still have like a source of income through social media, your podcast. And that's why it's so amazing. And I always emphasize this social media has people making full-time incomes Mm -hmm. from home from home like this podcast instagram tiktok these are things like yeah they take time i have to edit i have to do this and that but -hmm. at the end of the day i'm doing it from home like Mm -hmm. i'm making money from home that's in like such an insane thing and you're very lucky you have that opportunity where you can be in med school but also make money because years ago it could never be like that and it's like people would have to work part-time at a coffee shop at the same time so That's amazing. So I also want to talk about your health rich collective, which is a clothing Mm -hmm. brand that you own. Did you have any, cause I know you said you started it because you loved wearing comfort wear. Was there Mm -hmm. any other business ventures that you wanted to kind of start before that, that maybe failed or you didn't go through with, or you were like, no, and you started it and it worked out right away. Um, honestly, not really. It kind of started, almost out of like desperation. Like I was in the middle of the pandemic and I was kind of like going through my own mental health situations. Mm -hmm. I mean, even like I got sent home from school and I was stuck in my hometown, like with my family and I love my family, but I wasn't used to living with them in the same house for that long. Yeah. And then the borders closed and I saw my American friends like traveling everywhere, but Canada had very different like lockdown restrictions. Mm -hmm. And I just went through a breakup. I got rejected from med schools, like all this stuff kind of happened. And so I really was like, what can I do to make myself feel better? Because I'm kind of like going through a crisis and I'm like very self-aware that I was like, I'm about to spiral out of control if I don't find something to like have a passion for right now. Cause I, I wasn't in school anymore. I was on a gap year. So I literally had nothing to like look forward to. Um, so that's kind of how HC started. Like I literally was in my room one day, like scrolling Insta and I was like, I feel like I could make something. And I like went to my mom and I was like, I'm going to make a hoodie. Like, I'm just, I don't know how, I don't know who I contact. I don't know anything, but like, this is what I'm going to do. Are you wearing it right now? Yeah. I was just going to say, I love that neckline. Oh my God. I love when hoodies have like the no string. Yeah. I love, I love not having the drawstring. Like I would take them out of my hoodies anyways. Mm. Yeah. And so, yeah. Okay, oh going God, back to like you. every, I got sidetracked because I was like, wait, that sweatshirt's so cute. And I was like, it's probably going to break. Oh my no thanks. So cute. I love that. Um, so going back to when you were kind of isolated, there's this mm-hmm. YouTuber I follow called, I don't know if you know her, but she's in, I think, Toronto. So she's like, mm-hmm. kind of has your background. She went to school there and everything. Her name's Sydney Zora. Do you know her? No, but I'm going to look her up. After yeah, that. you should like watch her on Instagram or YouTube or whatever. She's mm-hmm. just like an influencer and she makes YouTube videos and she kind of was like in that position because her family lived in Spain while and she oh was like God. in. Yeah, she was in Canada, like living with her boyfriend, some situation like that. So yeah. she kind of dealt with a similar thing. Um, and I think everyone can relate to just like being in quarantine and 
having nothing like after my semester ended I was doing an online internship but it was like Mm -hmm. I was doing it in bed like you know it's great to have opportunities you can do from home but at the same time we don't realize how much it drains our mental health because Mm -hmm. there's no structure there's no routine it's wake up when you want you're more lenient you could not even brush your teeth if you don't want to and you could get onto your computer before even getting out of bed so I think that everyone kind of struggled with their mental health and I feel like a lot of brands started to reach out to do like clothing, especially when mm-hmm. COVID first hit. And then three months later, when things are opening up, it's like, okay, the people who actually want this are going to continue it. And the people who just yeah. did it to do something are going to stop. Yeah. But I think that's really, really amazing. And I think that's kind of such a good story to have behind it is mental health awareness. Cause I think mm-hmm. a lot of people are focusing on that now. Like yeah. it's such a main focus because it was never talked about. I really think it should be taught in schools, like a mental health class. Like the Mm -hmm. fact that we don't know about meditation and journaling and anti-anxiety when we're in high school, I think there should be more than just counselors and it should be an actual elective. So I also know that your brand donates to charity. So does Mm -hmm. that have a lot to do with the mental health awareness behind it? Yeah. So when we first started, obviously it started because of mental health. So I wanted to make that like really known. Um, so we donated to like mental health charities at the beginning and to a woman's shelter in my hometown. And then from there, I was like, for each collection, I just want to donate to different charities. Like I'm so privileged and so lucky to like have the life that I have. So I want to give back and like raise awareness for these other organizations. So yeah, for every collection, we donate to different charities. Yeah, that's amazing. How I want to get also into the process of like actually designing, creating, Mm -hmm manufacturing clothing you of course don't have to say where you manufacture it from but kind of how do you even start like do you just like google like manufacturing companies or do you like just hire like a design specialist on LinkedIn like how do you kind of go about those steps yeah it honestly it was like such a weird like I don't even know like I started googling um different manufacturers type of idea and Mm. then it's a whole thing like you would contact them and like ask for their fabrics and all this stuff but so for everything for HC like I make it myself I'm like putting that in quotations but like Mm. I design the fit of it I design the thread count and like the fabric the weight of it all this stuff so I really just had to do a lot of research on like what do I like what do I not like Mm. I would look at like my Aritzia hoodies that I had and find out what like the best, the best. They were. I was gonna say that neckline is literally like mm-hmm. my TNA hoodie I love it yeah I love it so I would like figure out what material they are and then I would like try and modify it a little bit to more like what I want and then mm-hmm. the fit of stuff I would look at all these different size guides for all these different companies and be like okay I want my hoodies to be a little bit bigger than a standard hoodie yeah. I want it to be cozier this way so a lot of it was just doing a lot of research and a lot of it's just trial and error. Like I would try something and then I would get this actual sample and I'd be like, this is the ugliest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Mm. Um, so it's just a lot of trial and error. But then in terms of design, I have um, a graphic designer that like works for HC. She's like one of my best friends. And so we just kind of go back and forth and like collaborate on different ideas. Like we'll send voice memos to each other all the time. Mm -hmm. And one of us just kind of comes up with like, maybe we should try this. And then the other one will be like, okay, let's swap the colors. And so that's kind of how the design process is. I'm not artistic enough to do it all on my own. I did the first, like the first hoodie ever for HC, like all on my own. But since then, I was like, I need help because I can't do it. 
but yeah. I think it's amazing that, cause I see this with a lot of brands where when they're first starting, they mm-hmm. do the trial and error, but they kind of settle for like a worse quality type of clothing piece. Cause they're like, mm-hmm. I just want to get something out there so I can start making money. Yeah. So that's why when I saw your hoodie too, I was like, should I ask her if it's from her brand? I was like, is her brand really like that? Cause when you see a hoodie like that, like even from the camera, I feel bad for, I'm like talking about it. No one can (laughs) even see what I'm talking about, but I'll link her website down below, but you can just like tell, like it's a good quality sweatshirt. And a lot of the time with small clothing brands, you're kind of like, "Mm, yeah, I'm sure it's not gonna be great quality, but it'll have a cute design on it. So Mm -hmm. I think that's amazing that you did so much trial and error to be like, if I'm going to deliver something, it's going to be something I would love and would want to buy at a store. Yeah. And like, that was my big thing was I was like, if I'm ever going to half-ass something. So I'm like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to like try my best. And I would rather like work so freaking hard at it and then be like, okay, it didn't work out, but at least I like tried my hardest than just put out a quality or like some sort of product that I'm not fully proud of. What's kind of been the hardest part with starting this? You're in your master's too. So you're already like very busy Mm -hmm. with like time management, but is there like a hardest part in your fashion journey where you were like, I actually don't want to do this anymore. And this is just not something I want to add on to my schedule. Really? All, All the time. But just because like owning your own business, like you have to be your own advocate all the time. Like, especially being 24, people don't really take me seriously. And so it's hard because you're constantly being told no. So there's a lot of times that I will like, call my mom bawling my eyes out and be like I don't want to do this anymore like literally Mm. like last week I was like I'm done I don't want to do this I've had enough and then the next day I'm like okay so like what do I have to do yeah okay let's like pull it back together but it's definitely a hard thing I mean having your own business or just like anything in life like constantly trying to push yourself and like tell yourself that you can make it because you never know what's gonna happen um But so that's definitely the hardest part. And even like owning a small business, like you're not making so much money all the time. It's like a lot of, it's a lot of work for like little benefit at the beginning and then slowly it'll start to pick up. But yeah, all the time I'm like, I'm done. I'm never doing this again. And I can totally relate to like being like I'm 21 and I feel like mm-hmm. even as girls it's like people kind of see it in like an easier way of we can be stepped on and kind of just like yeah. told what to do or easily convinced because they're like oh their emotions are going to get in the way like I can totally. easily convince them of this yeah. so like you said before about starting your own business and how no matter what it's going to be a risk you take and it's like mm-hmm. people be like oh the entrepreneur life is so much better than having to work for an agency because when you're working for an agency or a corporation or whatever you're building up someone else's dream you're building up what someone Mm -hmm. else already made but there's a little bit more security in the sense of like if you spiral and you whatever you still have to work you still have to show up to work the next day but if you have your own business you have to be very self-disciplined and be like Mm -hmm. if I'm not confident for myself nothing's going to be put out like if I was like too afraid to talk onto a microphone no content would go out and I would lose all my followers and everything Mm -hmm. would kind of just go down so Yes, it's great to be in control, but also mental health spiraling, these things do happen. And that's where it kind of gets risky to have Mm -hmm. your own business as well. But I think it's really amazing that you kind of have both options because you're like, yeah, I have my own business, but I'm also going to be in the med field. Like, do you think you're going to continue fashion when you're at that point? Or it's kind of just like a side hustle? Um, I think I'm going to keep doing it. I mean, if you would have asked me at the very beginning, I would have thought that this was just going to be like a one and done type of thing. Um, but then something in me is like, I'm just going to keep going and just like see what happens. Mm -hmm. And same thing, like people all the time will be like, 
how are you going to do both? Like, are you sure you can do both? And I'm like, just like, trust me, I'm going to do it. Like, it's just something that I'm like, I'm passionate about both things. So why can't I do both? If you want it, you're going to do it. People don't realize that if you truly, truly want something and you really want something to be successful, you're going to do it. There's no excuses in this world of like, oh, I don't have time because I already work full time. It's like, no, if you really wanted to do it, Mm -hmm. you would make the time the same time we make time to watch a movie or scroll through TikTok. It's like, we could use that time doing other things if we really wanted to. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, I kind of want to go back into like mental health too and kind of how you were kind of in a, you were in a dark place. You got rejected from med school and you were at home and you were in a different Mm -hmm. environment and you kind of lost all your independence at a certain point. And it was kind of all ripped from you. How has moving on your own? Because I always say I want to move on my own. It's like, I love my family, but at the same time, I think also after starting a business, you're like, I want to be on my own. I want to have my own schedule and structure. How was it going from living at home to living by yourself and then going back to your family? Now I'm assuming you're by yourself, right? Yeah. Okay. How was that whole journey? Because as someone who's 21 and wants to be there by the time of 23, 24, like I would love to know. Um, It was weird. I mean, especially because like I moved to Arizona because I didn't like being in my hometown. So then Mm -hmm. moving away, I didn't really like deal with the trauma at home. Like you tried to run from your problems. Yeah, Yeah. Like I didn't deal with like the bullies and stuff in my hometown. So I just like moved countries because that was like my, that's just what I thought I should do. And so I moved to Arizona I became so independent. Like I had to go get my groceries. I had to like do my laundry. I had to like do all this stuff. I had to make sure I went to school. I had to whatever. And so you kind of gain like a sense of independence. And then when the pandemic hit and I went back home, not only was I like not smothered because like I love my family, but like they were, there was people constantly there and I just do it. And then also I just had the mentality of like, I'm back in my hometown where I said I would never come back. Like I said, I would never be here. And then Mm. you're kind of stuck in that space again. But now like, again, moving away again and kind of getting back into a routine and like being by myself, it's actually like, I love it. I think it's like so freeing and I'll like go home and visit my family, of course, but you kind of just like it forced me to like grow up a little bit I guess like moving away from home in a way and yeah I just I mean I love it I go to Trader Joe's I get my groceries I like have a whole schedule all the time but it was definitely hard to go back home not only because I was in a situation that I like wasn't used to anymore but also just like the connotation with my hometown like wasn't great for me yeah but that's what therapy is for. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm the same way when it comes to like, I love my family and they mm-hmm. don't like bother me, but I'm like, I can't cook in the kitchen. If people are in the kitchen, like I need like my own space, my own bubble. I go grocery shopping. Like I get my own groceries in the house. Mm-hmm. Cause I just eat differently than the people in my house. Yeah. So I do my own grocery shopping. I come home, I put it away in my own section. I cook my own mm-hmm. food most of the time. And it's like, I know mentally I'm ready to be on my own, but I know financially at this point with like a junior in college working part-time, it's just like not possible for me right now. And there's like other things that I want to spend my money on, like investing in this podcast and traveling to Europe with my friends or, you know, something. So 
I feel like as much as mentally I'm ready to be on my own, I'm also like, there's things that I have to accomplish before I'm able to do that. So I think that's amazing. Also with school, like I never had the experience you had where you just like went to Arizona. I come from like a very foreign traditional cultural home. So for me, it was like in state college, went to New York for a little bit for school, but I commuted to school always. I never dormed. I never wanted to dorm. I was like, I I can't have my own apartment, but I can't dorm with someone else. Like I would go crazy. Yeah. Um, I mean, also like, I think a big thing is people always feel in a rush. Like I know I'm like 24, but I'm like, I should be doing so much more. So like sometimes like staying home for a little bit longer and stuff, like it'll just make the transition so much easier than just like feeling like you have to do something now. Cause you're like, everyone else is doing it and then kind of rush yourself a little bit. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I kind of want to also go over some like fashion tips as well. I know you said when you were modeling, you kind of didn't want to do it because of, you know, the insecurity it brought you and just the judgment. And then also people from back home were bullying you about it, bullying you about your height. And I do want to talk a little bit about just avoiding that because that might be a reason people don't start their own YouTube channels, fashion stuff, Mm -hmm. whatever. Because I know when I was in school, I didn't want to start a YouTube channel because I was like, I know people are going to make fun of it and make comments and I just can't deal with it. And now that I'm older, I'm like, I don't even see those people. They're in their own world. I'm in my own world. And it's like, sometimes people from high school reach out and be like, I listen to your podcast. It's so nice. And I'm like, you're like, okay. Um, yeah. Oh, great. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. But it's obviously <laughs> like cringe and I'm like, oh, it's so awkward. But yeah. how, what's kind of your advice for getting past that? Because you're obviously different now than you were at 16. So if you could go back and just tell that girl, like they don't matter. What's kind of something you would tell her and tell the audience that probably struggles with something like that? I mean, a big thing that I had to learn is that the way that someone treats you is a direct reflection on like how they feel themselves and they're projecting it. Because when I was younger and people would say mean things, I always thought like it was a me issue. And I thought like I was doing something wrong. I was stepping outside the norm that people like kind of put you on when you're younger. Um, But it's really just like a reflection of them. And I had to kind of learn that like the hard way. But no matter what, people are going to make comments about you. Like no matter what, Mm -hmm. even if you're doing exactly what like they feel like you should be doing in life, they're still going to make comments. Exactly. And so I would rather be doing what I want to do and being happy than listen to other people and like hinder myself from like reaching my dreams or like going for my goals or whatever, because I'm nervous that someone in my hometown who I talk to once in high school is like gonna make a comment like they really don't matter at all and it's so easy for me to sit here and preach it but like I've definitely had times where I've been like really upset and I've like thought that people would make comments but also like one thing I have to tell myself all the time is like why do I think these people are talking about me? Like, yeah. maybe they're not. Like, maybe, maybe they're just, just so focused on themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Like, maybe it's just in my head. And so you just have to do what makes you happy. And like, you really just cannot put energy into those people. Like, if you have to mute them on social media or like whatever it is, like, do it and just focus on yourself. Because at the end of the day, if you're not happy, then like, what are you living for? Yeah. You know? Exactly. I feel the same way because I just like have been judged for things like even whether I'm like in going to school in the city or commuting from home or transferring and they're like, why is she transferring? You know, whatever. It's like 
there's all these people that have all these opinions and like recently uh-huh. I've been posting my like TikToks and mm-hmm. I've been getting hate comments your recently. TikToks are good though. Oh, I wait, you looked at that. I creeped your TikTok today and I was like, oh shit. That's I was so like, funny. <laughs> I like just started to get more into it, but I got like a few hate comments on some of my TikToks oh, and I was like, it's like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm that person that gets hate comments now. And it, it like kind of made me laugh more than it bothered me because it was like, I made it. Like, I someone, was going to say, take pride in it. Yeah, like, like someone it. hates like, me. Like, I love like, that. attention to what you're doing. Yeah. Exactly. And then you go into their profile and it's like zero posts, following zero people, weird yeah, profile like, picture. And you like, just want to be mean, exactly. like for no reason. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of have to like brush it off. I mean, I'm super sensitive. Like someone will say one thing to me and I'll remember it for like the rest of my life. Yeah. So I have to like kind of learn to just like have thick skin and just like let it roll off and like keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. For me, it just like depends on the day. Like I'm a cancer and a Gemini. Mm-hmm. So I'm like on the oh, cusp. Dude. So yeah. I'm like super sensitive and like super heartless. Yeah. So for me, it's all in the day. If you catch me on a bad day, you could tell me something and I'll go home and I'll cry about it. Or you mm-hmm. could tell me something and it just like, I won't even hear it it's because I'm unfazed yeah. by it. Yeah. So it really depends on the day. And I feel like I've always been someone that I, when I was younger, I used to be more sensitive where like, if someone made a comment about my acne, I would yeah. like go off on them. My mood would shut off for the rest of the night and I would go home and cry. And yeah. now it's like, if someone tells me something about my acne and I think it could just be like self-love confidence journey and self-growth, but it's like, it doesn't affect me. And it's kind of just something where I'm like, I know I'm taking care of myself. I know I eat good. I know I work out well. Like mm-hmm. I know I do my skincare. So it's just like not in my control right now. And yeah. I feel like just, the biggest thing is, yeah, it comes from within them. It's like, why are they sitting there looking at my skin thinking she needs to fix her acne? Like they have many problems I can mention. Like, what so, are you with? Yeah. But like at the same time, it's all within yourself too. And it's like, their words aren't going to matter unless you let them matter. You know, you're going to walk down the street and people are going to say millions of things to you, but whichever one you let stick with you is going to affect you. And I think if you're confident in who you are and secure in what you're capable of and what your potential is, anything like nothing's going to matter what people say about it, you know? And I think at 16, you're not going to be there yet, but now at 24, you're more there and you're more like, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm capable of. Yeah. It was definitely like a, you have to kind of grow into yourself type of idea. Like I had to be so confident in myself. Like you Mm -hmm. said that if someone said something, I'm like, okay, well, like I know what I'm doing. I know who I am. So like, it doesn't bother me as much. But that's definitely like a growing thing and like a learning curve. And like, I'm definitely not like a thousand percent confident in myself yet. And it's something I'm still going to have to work on for like the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. But you really just have to like learn to love yourself as like they say, and yeah. like, then nothing else will ever like affect you as much. Definitely. What's been the most rewarding part of your journey with your clothing brand right now? Honestly, just like hearing people's feedback, like get like hearing what people like about it. And like, also the fact that I kind of like, I'm not, it sounds bad, but I'm like very hard on myself and I'm not really ever one to like sit back and be like, wow, I'm like really proud of this. Like, Mm. I'm really proud that I did this. And this is kind of one of those things that I kind of sit back sometimes and I'm like, oh shit, like I started this, like I kind of did it on a whim. I work my butt off for it. And like, I can donate to these charities and I can hear what people are saying about it and people love it. Yeah. And like, that's really rewarding to just know that I literally just started this like out of nothing and like mm-hmm. to see where it's like where it is now is kind of rewarding, but yeah. yeah. 
It's amazing. And I want to end off talking about your podcast, which is welcome mm-hmm. to collective. Where yeah. did that come from? Is it something you think you want to pursue in the long run? What's the whole idea behind it? What is it about everything? Yeah. So it kind of, it started because the first charity that HC donated to is called the Wind House and it's a woman's shelter in my hometown. And so I did an interview with them because I was like, I want to learn more and I want everyone else to learn more about them. Yeah. And we did this interview. It was like an hour long. And I was like, where am I going to post this? I was like, I'm not going to post this on like Insta. Like no one's going to sit there and watch this. So I was like, maybe I should make a podcast. And so if you go, like my first episode is this interview with this, with the wind house. And then from there, I was like, I'm a 24 year old girl. Like I have a lot to say, like, I'm kind of opinionated. Like maybe I should like start doing more episodes. And so that's kind of how like it started. And I kind of just from there, like got guests on and all this stuff. And I just like have fun with it. So it's one of those things that I do because I just love it and because I have fun with it. And if there's ever a time where I'm just too overwhelmed or I am just not feeling it, like I'll take a little week off, I'll take a month off, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I hope it's something I can keep doing. But yeah, I love it. It's like really fun. And I get to meet people and it's so great. I feel the same way. I'm like, it's such a weird concept of just messaging people on Instagram and all of a sudden having like an hour long conversation with them. Like if you mentioned this idea five, 10 years ago, people would be like, what are you talking about? But it's so normalized now. And I just think it's so cool because you meet so many new people, you hear new stories, Mm -hmm. you get inspired. And it's a lot of people, I think, and me included, I don't really have people in my life that I can share a wellness passion with or fitness passion with, or, you know, a manifesting like Mm -hmm. positive lifestyle with, which is fine. Like I have other people in my life that I love, but I don't have like that one girlfriend that I can go to the gym with and, you know, do those things with. So I think it's so funny that the podcast, cause I talk to, and you know, the girls in my community that DM me, I'm like, these are kind of my friends, even though I've never met them. Mm -hmm. Like there's still people that have the same morals and values as me. And I can talk to about these things. Yeah. You find people with like similar interests and like, it makes you feel like less alone almost Mm -hmm. like in the world, like to have all these people that like rally around you. Like it's so nice and I love it. (laughs) Yeah, literally. So I want to thank you for coming on. I think you answered so many amazing questions. We are also going to be recording an episode on Brianne's channel where she interviews me. We're recording right after this one. So we're doing back to back recordings. Um, but you did so amazing on your interview. Do you want to shout out your socials and everything like that? I'll link your website down below as well. So people can remember it. Yeah. Um, so Instagram is just at Brianne Helfrich or at Helfrich collective. And then those are the same for TikTok. And then if you want to buy HC, our website is just helfrichcollective.com. Yeah. I'll link everything down below so you guys can check it out. Thank you so much for coming on. And I can't wait to talk on your podcast. (laughs) 